<sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Ramble Man Show probably brings you. It is I, accompanied by Loki Doom himself. I'm sorry I woke you up, buddy. I am your eight-time Ramble Mania heavyweight champion, Loki Di Zombie. Join with me as always. I'll put you down. Uh, wait, I gotta give Loki his applause. Bring him oh. back. Here, here, here. Wait, wait. I'm I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up. Yeah, Loki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can barely hear it. <laughs> Okay. No. Yeah, Loki. All right. Now you're now you're just now you're just really going. You sit there and get your sleep now. All right. Well, yeah, we have Ivy returning from Raw Zone NYC back again with another edition of What SmackDown. We sit here and we talk about the good and the bad and who booked this shit on Friday night SmackDown. Today with the who booked this shit on Friday night SmackDown. You're just giving your grade already. We haven't even like started like talking about the show. That's not how we do the show here. Listen, it was segue, so like get to it. Usually, ah. usually when a show is the when a show is as bad as Ivy wants to assume it is, you know, we don't just we just jump straight to it. You know, if if it's if it's that awful, I didn't think it was that awful. I mean, it was It was there for what it was. That's all we can. That's all I can naturally say about it until I give everyone my full opinion about the whole show when I finish talking about it. But, okay, fine. I won't be mean to them today. Other than that, it's just I'll have you know, mercy. I'll have mercy on them. I mean, I'm we have promise. We have experienced a lot of weird shit. Like we haven't. I think this is um the third SmackDown after Mania. And we're finally doing this show. We didn't do it for two weeks when I was sick. Two, I was on break. And now we're and now we're back just to continue where we left off. Now it's what fucking week three after Mania, and we're literally gonna Can I sum up some the the last two weeks up? Yeah, if you want to sum it up in a nutshell, go ahead. Um, a lot of Cody, Drew Gulak getting his ass whooped by Charlotte. Forbidden doors opening. And I mean, is CM- that is that happening in WWE or is that happening everywhere else? I thought we were talking no, about oh, the past SmackDown. Oh, I was talking about it and everything. No, <laughs> you said the past SmackDowns. Oh, so past SmackDown. Sammy Zayn is pussy and wants to keep avoiding Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin aren't friends no more. And yeah. Roman is mad. The tribal chief is mad because they're not acknowledging the Usos. Well, apparently... um. Everyone's been talking about how like Roman has been used on Raw mostly and SmackDown because everyone's been still talking about oh Roman still might be injured from the match against Brock Lesnar. It's just 
that could be the case, but that also might not be the case as well, because maybe Roman just took some time off. A lot of people can take time off after Mania. We haven't, oh, seen, then, we haven't seen Becky Lynch after Mania. Well, well, they think she's coming back on Monday. Oh, that's good. Well, by the time this comes out, it's already she'll already be out, back out. But we also have uh, Little Roman Reigns on Young Rock talking about how he wanted to fight Big Rock and Big Rock semi-league, a possible WrestleMania match. Because a match like that is only caliber for WrestleMania. That match was not leaked. That match was spoiled. The only problem is we were supposed to get it, you know, at this WrestleMania. This year. The only problem is The Rock's busy schedule. With his movie production, his tequila, trying to, you know, reboot the XFL, everything oh, else. Oh, rapping. Uh, yeah, that too. You know, it boggles my mind that this man could do so many things. And I'm not saying that, oh, with everything that he's doing now, that he doesn't have time in his busy schedule to do one last favor for, for his old boss. You know, the guy that made him. I can honestly say that, like, uh, if they're going to do it now, then now needs to be the perfect time for Roman to start losing his belts, because I don't see this man holding on to both the WWE and the Universal Championships. He's already been Universal Champion for 600 plus days already. Do you think that they're going to make one of the championships a lesser champion and then have like kind of make it a mid championship? No, because the only possibility is this um, Roman has to lose the WWE title because this is the thing. At the end of the day, it's not what Vince wants anymore when it comes to both titles. It's what the networks want and the network wants two separate champions. Yes, you want to do this whole title unification thing and make it a little interesting. But guess what? You did that years ago and it tried and tried to make it interesting. But then you went back to the two title shit again. Okay, so how about we stick to what we know is best? Give the give the networks what they want. Make them fucking happy. And let's go back to having two championships. First of all, the title, the WWE title, the black one, that's going to Cody. That's definitely going to Cody. But here's my thing. Cody has to be the type of contender that has to be chasing for the belt. That means he cannot be involved in any sort of gimmick where he has to earn, like basically get an easy button shot at the title, like no money in the bank, none of that shit. He shouldn't be in the qualifier. He shouldn't be in the match period. He shouldn't even be winning it. He should be facing off against guys that he could be having dream matches with in WWE that he should have had years ago. Roman is going to lose the title to Cody. Will it be SummerSlam? I don't know. Will it be? I'm just hoping that they don't put both of the belts on Cody because that's going to look like a massive overkill. That right there is that right there is just a red flag. And I'm hoping they. If you're going to make Roman a double champion, you're going to have to make him pull a Seth Rollins and do double duty. You're going to have to. You have to. I think the Uso, they're getting ready to lose the championships. And then so I think it's going to be a slow build for Roman to lose it. 
No, I'm, I'm. I mean, that one I could disagree with you with. I feel as if now they're gonna actually, because here's the thing: the bloodline is the only thing that's hot right now in WWE. Fuck everything else. Let's focus on the bloodline. They sell the most shirts. They main event most of the matches, whether if it's singles or tags. You know, they're the ones that are giving the show more focus than what's going on anywhere. Like Cody, yeah, he's giving Raw. He's giving Raw at least some sort of exposure. It boosts up ratings knowing that an AEW guy has jumped ship to the competition of WWE where he last left the company. I understand that. But at the same time, the bloodline is the only thing that has been hot since the COVID era and since the fans have returned and they went back on tour. So yeah, I see the possible. I I don't see the possibility. This is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. I'm not trying to oh, copy God. Mr. Heyman. Oh, um, sounding like him. The Usos are gonna beat RK Bro. Who are they gonna lose the Raw Tag Team Title to or the SmackDown Tag Team Title to? I don't know. I'm just hoping it is not the fucking New Day. So who do you want, the Viking Raiders? I want anyone that's not the New Day. Because I've seen this type of shit already. I've seen it so many times. What, I don't mean need like Butch? No, I don't need. I don't even want Seamus to hold on to to go t- forward with the tag team belt. I think he's just a mentor for the other two. <clears throat> That's what he is. You know who he is? He's this generation's William Regal. He has his own Blackpool Combat Club, but it's a fight night club. I like the Fight Night Club. I like the Blackpool Combat Club, though. It's dope. They I mean, I like I like them too. I mean, I I I like some violence, but you know what? Sometimes I, the vi- the violence on Wednesday was amazing. But here's the thing, though. Sometimes in wrestling, you gotta not overkill the one thing that's gonna get the crowd riled up. We don't need so much blood, and I'm the one that's like. You know, I'm the one that craves bloodlust. I mean, I watch a lot of deathmatch wrestling, so that's understandable. But I'm talking about for your network programming. Can't be doing all this blood shit every fucking week because you're just proving WWE's point. Like, oh, this is the blood and guts company. And I don't want AEW to just be the blood and guts company. You could have your Texas death matches. You could have your little fun with, with like, you know, gimmick matches that, that will make it seem interesting, but don't do it all the fucking time. We just had a Texas death match. What a month ago, two months ago. And for them to do it again. Who are you and what happened to Hazel? Look, sometimes it's just, I have to look at it. I have to see it also from another perspective in wrestling. It's like, are you going face on me? Um, sometimes I have to. You know, I, I I am a forever heel, but sometimes I have to be real with people. Like, yo, can we just not? Oh, my like, God, he's going face. Can we just not, like, let's just do wrestling. I understand you want to build story, but sometimes building a story does not have to involve a lot of bloodlust and a lot of, and just all of that. Like, chill with the death matches and all that other stuff, because now... It's just becoming a fucking overkill. Just take it easy. You want to save your 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 fucking death matches and all that stuff? Do that for the pay per views. 
or do that for your free previews that you put out like on TV every once in a while and shit. Do that for Fighter Fest. Do that for Fight for the Fallen. But don't do it for fucking Dynamite or fucking Rampage. I'm just saying, like, I respect everything that AEW is trying to put out. You're trying to be more edgier with, with all the cool gimmicky shit. But sometimes, gotta, my, my man, cojalo fucking suave. Take it easy. Oh, shit. Ah, shit. Need he to went chill. from, gotta chill. He went, he went from babyface to Dominican. All right. So, um, do got some uh, news. Um, they just revealed the top three baby faces and heels for SmackDown and Raw for both male and female. But let's just say, though, they kind of did it a little bit too premature as people had recently just turned heel. Is this their way of, you know, is this their shot at AEW? Like, oh, here's our ranking system for the top baby faces and heels for both brands. Mm, no, man. There's a lot of pettiness happening. Uh, uh, honestly, like... Because... I felt it was petty this, this whole day on SmackDown. Damn. Everything was petty. Why? We know who... We know who the top baby faces and heels are, but why do you have to make it seem like this is going to be an every week thing? With few people. So shall we get to it, sir? Um. Drum so yeah. The top baby faces for the males for both Raw and SmackDown. Let's start with Raw. Number one okay. is. Number one for. I got the. Raw. I got the female for the Raw brand. Okay, let's do female. Okay, I have for baby faces Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Rhea Ripley. But this is who I said should have went to heel. And then heels are Becky Lynch, Carmella, and Zelina. You know, I find it weird that Alexa Bliss is in that category when she hasn't done shit. She hasn't really? done shit, and yet she's yelling at Vince over the phone during her honeymoon how she's unhappy with how she's being used in WWE. Yeah, I would too, but why on your honeymoon? Congratulations, Alexa Blister, on your marriage to Ryan Cabrera. Yeah, and congratulations to Corey Graves and that chick. Oh, yeah, congratulations, Corey Graves and Carmella. The female leather the face. I bet she wears that mask. When they make love. Don't do it. I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, I hope you're not wearing that mask on the honeymoon. Blink, like, oh my god. So, Mm-mm. and you know the 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 top baby faces for SmackDown are Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, and who who was another one? Who the hell was another one? Biggie. Biggie's on Raw. Oh, wait. No, no, no. See, this, this stupid shit with the fucking wild card. This is, this is the problem that I have with this. I don't care. And the heels, basically, Roman Reigns, the Usos, and apparently Happy Corbin. I don't know. 
So the raw baby faces were Bobby Lashley, Cody Rhodes, AJ Styles. The raw heels were Seth Owens, uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Edge, and Damian Priest. Ah, cool. Can't wait to see what Edge does next Monday and shit. All right, well, you know, good job for WWE ranking their baby faces and heels. This is a quick shot at AEW, making them know like, hey, wins and losses don't matter. Well, guess what? Matter. Well, guess what? Baby faces and heels matter in WWE now. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, you fuck? know what, though? But you want to know something else about WWE? What? They re- they took marijuana off of the wellness policy. Oh, well. Ain't that some shit? Marijuana is now fully legal in the WWE. What does um, that mean? That means basically everyone's been smoking since the fucking laws. So since they removed it from the wellness spot, like this is the thing. I I know. I know in Vince McMahon's 77, 78, 100 million fucking trillion years old, in his fucking mind, it's very broken. But at the he's same pro- time, I, be- I believe that he has smoked some pot in the 80s. That man has done some, you know, that he's done a, a line or two, a couple of those yeah, in the bro. 80s. Because, I mean, but... You mean to tell me out of all this time, like you were still gonna pop people, suspend them just because they were smoking some shit that's been legal for a fucking long time? I mean, Something but you gotta act- think of it like this. But you gotta think of it like this either. What's her face that got stuck in from the Winter Olympics and now she's in jail because she had weed in her bag? But they did that with Michael Phelps, but did they remove his fucking gold medals? Did they? But yet he was still popular. I don't think at the end of the day that should really fucking matter because it was popular because of the Tony the Tiger. Because guess what, everyone? Weed is not a drug. This is a plant that you grow yourself. What are you holding your weed in? A one hitter. I get more high with this. Okay, whatever you say, boss. Mm. I know it's not, it looks pretty fancy, right? Like I'm. <laughs> you look like a you're a bougie ass motherfucker, but we'll continue though. <laughs> <laughs> you choke. <coughs> Don't die, yeah, with that one hitter. Oh, it's always like like. Come on, have you not watched Pineapple Express? It's, Actually, it's, it's never more fun. It's, it, you've never watched it? For Ivy, I'm Hazel the Eyes Zombie. I would like to wish you all a point and goodies. Ain't too fucking sweet. A good fight, a goodbye, and a good... <laughs> I believe you didn't even know fucking Pineapple Express. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding I'm gonna need six to cut to cut this for me, and like make this for another one of my my um shorts for YouTube. This the second time I got Hazel to react in a way. Fuck. He threw the belt. 
Smoke your weed, bro. Come on. We got a job to do. If you like pina colada. All right. So I got I got I got 10 wrestlers that I could assume in this current roster today that smokes pot from like Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I'm gonna start the list right now. Number 10, Wesley. Number nine, fucking Mandy Rose. Number eight, Bianca I Belair. Believe that. Yeah, Bianca Belair, number eight. Number seven, Montez Ford. Uh, number six, the Usos. I'm putting them both together. I don't know if I, uh, Oh, you dick. I wanted to do that. And- I'm fine. I'm giving him to you. I'll give him to you. <laughs> Number five, Randy Orton. <laughs> no, you can't have him. He's on my list. Fuck you. <clears throat> Number four, Carmelo Hayes. Number three, Cameron Grimes. Number two, fucking. Uh, Our truth. And number one, Riddle. <laughs> Only because oh, I thought those... we were. I thought we weren't putting the obvious ones. No, we could put the obvious ones. Mm-hmm. I, I just yeah. like everyone from the current raw. Did you see this man's shirt? Yo, please. did you hear what? Wait, wait, wait! Time out! Time out! Time out! I know it's jumping the gun, but please tell me you heard in tonight's broadcast that Pat McAfee said that four twenty, bro. Yo, that and um, that Riddle needed his pre roll. I mean, I was like, yes, I think we're just now going to start hearing a lot of weed. Like, literally, we're going to start hearing a lot of weed references brought up. Because now that that shit has just been removed from the wellness policy, which honestly, that shit should have never been there to begin with. Because, come on, Vince, you let the Godfather get away with smoking pot. You were probably smoking with him and a few of his holes in the back before the brawl for all. Okay, so my list, Kofi Kingston. Okay. Butch. I'm sorry. There's something about him that when he goes in the ring, he looks oh, like he's high. Can bit. I do an honorable mention real quick? Uh, yeah. Honorable mention goes to Pat McAfee. Only on the count of no, he doesn't smoke. No, no, you can't. No, no, no. No, no, no. You're not doing that because he's on my list. That was, no, 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 I no, only no, no. say this because that man's not on marijuana. He's on cocaine and peyote because that man cannot shut the fuck up. Did you not? Did you not remember when Michael Cole was promoting everything that happened in WrestleMania and fucking Pat McAfee ended off with stupendous? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Up, you coked out former punt kicker, bro. But good podcast Pat though. Pat McAfee got a good, good podcast. He said fucking in front of Vince. I'm like, yo, he should have fired you right there. <laughs> so Butch, Pat McAfee, Angelo Dawkins, okay, Damian Priest, okay. Because someone that's that dark is not, is something's helping him. Well, he's from New York, so he probably smokes that za. Yeah, and he's from the Bronx. So, um, Ezekiel, because I don't know what in his (laughs) right mind 
possessed him to look like this. Okay, see, I forgot about that. That I forgot about. Baron Corbin. Happy gotta get happy somehow. Oh, God. Randy Orton, Shotzi, and Shayna. Shayna Baszler? I, 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 I don't I, I could never see Shotzi smoking pot. I don't know. But yeah, those are the people that we believe smoke pot in WWE now that the wellness policy has been removed. Now, an honorable mention Roman, because I believe that he'll do it. <laughs> now, are we going to start promoting RVD smoke, uh, rolling papers and fucking WWE shows now? Oh, when are they going to have it though with RVD though or RKO though? Uh, or RK Bro though? Oh, because well, you saw, did you see that 420 RKO RK Bro shirt? Apparently, Jay said he just bought it. I believe oh. it till I see it. I want to get it, but honestly, I want to get the RVD shirts. I don't want the RK brochure because it's like it's too obvious. You're just copying Austin, but with we references, it's like uh, cool, funny. Uh, but RVD stuff is actually pretty cool. <coughs> those shirts I want to get. I don't know if those are, are are limited offers and shit, but holy crap, I gotta get one of those fast. Bring back the RVD shirts. Let's go. All right, well, now that we've had Zombies. a little fun. Are you ready? And you angered the shit out of me knowing that you've never seen a movie that I... <laughs> I don't even want to talk about. Are you ready for the SmackDown? Are you ready for that SmackDown? I don't even... Submitted to the approval of the Rambo Mania show. This is the tale of, can we please stop with Ronda and Charlotte already? Without further ado... Let's get ready to rumble! Ding, ding, ding! Why is my mouse there? I do not put my mouse there. All right, so we open up SmackDown. We're in, I don't know where the fuck they are. Probably somewhere. I think they said they were in Albany. They're in Albany. Oh, yeah, they're, they're in New York. Yay! The upstate. We're downstate. Is that near the Canada? Yeah. Oh, that's with the people with the same names of the world. Oh man, that's a bummer. With all the conspiracy theories and a guy named Theory mm-hmm. there. All right, so we got Adam Pierce in the ring, and he's ready to set up the contract signing between these two women. And he introduces the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, and then he introduces Ronda Rousey to a huge pop. And my God, Ronda just feels so uncomfortable getting all these cheers. She just, she really hates being cheered because she just wants to be a bad guy. I think she just wants to do the same shit that she did last year. Like, oh, they, they want me to say this shit, but I'm not going to fucking say it. I'm going to do what I want. Because I'm Ronda Rousey. And I'm just going to be like, nah, no one cares anymore. All right, so they got them in the ring. They sit their asses down. Pierce tells them two signatures are needed to make this match official. By the way, it's a it's an I quit match at Redacted Backlash. But the contract is nowhere to be seen. What the fuck? First because time ever- Drew Gulak is done. Oh, yeah. Um, Drew Gulak is now a backstage correspondent and Adam Pierce's new bitch. 
Oh, and he and he's now the he's now the new coach for the WWE 2K22 game. So if you want to play the tutorial mode every fucking day, you're gonna learn from him because he's the one that teaches you how to become a professional wrestler in the video game world. Does he use a PowerPoint? I believe so. Oh wow! I mean, sometimes I just have the fucking TV on mute. Not that I want to hear Drew's voice. So sometimes I just like some peace and quiet. All right. So, yeah, Drew Gulak comes out with the contract. Pierce then apologizes and says, Gulak is his new bitch. Gulak makes his way into the ring with the contract and grabs the mic. Gulak tells Pierce he is super pumped for the opportunity and also is taking this very seriously. Like, you didn't get figure eight last week by a woman? Pussy. I wouldn't call him a pussy. I would actually call that man a a hard worker paying his dues. That man's going to be WWE champion in the near future if they don't fucking release people. Yo, we've been three weeks without releases. Usually around two weeks after meeting, that's when they start fucking letting people go. Who else can they let go at this point? A, A lot. A whole lot. A whole fucking lot. All right, well. Gulag tells the fans to look at the big screen for a special PowerPoint presentation, the Triple P's. For the rules of an I quit, Matt, like, we don't know the fucking rules. Charlotte Flair tells him to shut the fuck up before she makes him quit the job before he gets started. Fuck. Rosalind then has some words to support Gulag. I don't know why you should be giving him some shit, too. Then Flair just taunted Ronda for losing at WrestleMania 38 and then the fans are chanting, you tapped out. You tapped out. It's like, I was fixing my bra. Yeah, we saw your boob, Charlotte. We get it. But you can't just use that as an excuse for why you tapped out. Flair, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like that was just a petty moment. Right there, like, Continue, though. It was just such a petty moment. All right, so Fleur then just stood up at the table and went went all over the different ways she can make Ronda Rousey quit. Fleur then raised the title and said she will find a way to win like she did at WrestleMania. Then she sat back down and signed the contract as Ronda Rousey looked at her with some stupid smug in her face. And, you know, the fans keep chanting the same thing. You tapped out. You tapped out. You, I was adjusting my bra. We just saw. Like, I won anyways. But I still won. I still won even if I had a wardrobe malfunction. I don't. I like. I, whatever. All right. So. Rousey then started talking and Flair again, you know, interrupts them when the fans remind her to win at WrestleMania. And, Rousey then said there will be no referee to save Flair this time. And that this time, Flair will have to say Rousey is better than her and she will quit. Flair then flipped over the table, grabbed a fucking kendo stick that was hidden under the table and attacked Ronda Rousey with it. uh, Rousey caught the kendo stick and took Flair down. Then she hits Flair with the kendo stick multiple times. Now Gulag grabbed the kendo stick as Gulag prepared the contract. Rousey grabbed him and applied the Piper's pit submission. This man is just getting tortured for, for that money. 
just for that money. He stands, uh, Rousey stands over Gulag's body he, uh, and clutches his heart, his arm. He then gives Rousey a pen. Rousey took the pen, applied the arm bar again on Gulag while signing the contract. And then the segment. You also forgot when Rousey said you will be spared no humiliation when you say I quit. Uh, at this point, I don't really care for this fucking feud. I mean, you know, if they, sh- I don't, I think they should have just done a gimmick match at Mania. Honestly, like, because that match was just god awful. And all Ronda did was judo flip after judo flip after judo flip after judo flip. She did, she did at least like 30 judo flips and then one submission and then maybe a few punches and a kick or two. But it's just like, yo, just turn her heel. Just fucking turn her heel. What did you think of this segment? Honestly, the only thing I found somewhat impressive was how Ronda was signing her contract. Uh, that was a little interesting, but still, it's just like that's the only thing that caught my attention because it's just like you knew that was something like that would have happened, and then most likely, if Charlotte says I quit, it's only so either she could take that long break that she's gonna get paid for. Well, because everyone doesn't want to deal with her in the backstage, and then if Ronda wants to quit, then we knew she wasn't gonna stick around for a while. Well, this rivalry is not going anywhere until redacted backlash because that's what that pay-per-view. I'm sorry, live premium event is basically a just bunch you of rematches. Fucking, you mean a fucking pay-per-view? Okay, pay-per-view. Just a, just a bunch of rematches from from Mania, and maybe this will probably end all these storylines moving forward, and maybe these two women can move forward already. And, I don't know if it's going to be too little too late of giving Ronda Rousey the title. I don't know. Whatever. So it's Xavier Woods taking on Pete Dunne. Please skip Butch. This man is not even king anymore. Like, he he got injured, which was a bummer. Took his time off, and he spent most of the time just being on G4. And he comes back. He was king. He came back as king. But then when Mania hit, it was just no more king. It was just so fucking weird that they just like abruptly stopped doing that shit immediately once he came back. Match begins. Woods going for a roll up to count. Woods is a chop. It's a running knee onto Pete Dunne and follows up with a lariat. Pete Dunne hits a strong right hand and follows up with a knee drop onto Woods' arm. Butch. So Pete Dunne stumps on Woods' Butch. elbow on the mat for a back suplex. Then Woods rolls out, out of the ring, but Butch... Oh, fuck. Fucking ah, He said Butch! God damn it. Fuck it. You, know what, you can do it. <sighs> Uh, you can do it. 
it. Look, you know what? I don't give a shit. The match ends with what Woods now what calls his surprise roll up the backwoods. More weed references. People roll on backwoods. Awesome. What's his name, Hazel? His name is Suck My Dick. We're going to the next topic. <laughs> nah. Say his name. Acknowledge him. Butch. His name is the Bruiserweight Pete Dunn. That's my acknowledgement to that man. I love that man. What the fuck is this uh, this stupid dog that's trying to be on some rabbit-looking scrappy-do-rapey shit? I mean, you want to talk? You want to talk about controversial? At this point, I'm just gonna say now. Butch could be a rabbit Wolverine. Oh, God. All right, so after the match, Butch attacks the security guard, a plant, and tosses him over the barricade. The plant almost fucking nails his head on the steel steps. This man just exits through the crowd while his two fucking lackeys look with stunned impressions on their faces like, oh, my God, he just beat that security guard up. Like, okay. Say, so you skipped this shit, right? Yep. Skip! Ricochet is talking to Aaliyah, who we just haven't who we just haven't seen since her rivalry with Natty. And, you know, they're, they're talking backstage about how Ricochet has conquered them all now that he's the Intercontinental Champion when they're interrupted by Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Ricochet says he's a fighting champion. He'll take on anyone at any time. Shanky challenges Ricochet to a match, and Ricochet accepts as Mahal looks upset that Shanky just took the match for himself, and it was supposed to be for Jinder. Jinder's like, yo, what the fuck? That was my moment. What are you doing? You're not ready yet. You're still too green. You may be tall, but you're green as fuck. I'm mad you said green as fuck. He is. He really is. I mean, I, he he's good for being a, an enforcer to, for gender, but he doesn't really do that much. I don't think he does anything at all. Uh, he does a little something. Name one thing Shanky does. I mean, we'll say towards the end of the night. We don't skip ahead. Gunther! Yo, he gotta stop with that red, though. My mans. Your mans does not pull the red off for it. Stop! Just stop. Yo, Vince, just stop! Why do they have to be in red? Like... Look, at the end of the day, Walter just killed the jobber. So that's all we're going to talk about with the smash. So Riddle versus Jey Uso. You want to talk about the smash? Go ahead. Sure. The enhancement competitor found himself on the receiving end on a once. Oh, no, that's, that's the Gunther shit. Excuse me. Let me not 
Later on, Riddle looked to make 2-0 against the Usos in, in, in consecutive weeks. The back-and-forth showdown show, saw Riddle overcome a pop-up neckbreaker and the late-match superkick from Uso to score a roll-up for the win. The match was fantastic. Riddle and Uso showed up and showed out with performances that would have been right at home in the main event. The original bro has become one of the workhorses of WWE over the last year and can typically be counted out on to deliver. Uso, though, is one of the hidden gems of the roster. He proved himself against Roman Reigns in their 2020 feud and is absolutely capable of hanging with anyone on the roster. He's a great worker together. He and Riddle have had their best matches of the week. Kudos to Randy Orton for putting over the emotional roller coaster of it all with his facial expression and mannerism at, at ringside. They also, our top moments included Mac, McAfee asserting that Teddy Good had about six foot five worth of poop in the pants before his match with Gunther. The former Indianapolis Colts punter delivered another great line as Riddle mounted his comeback against Uso saying, welcome to the cloud 420 cuz where Riddle is your pilot. Uso Uso mocking Orton by delivering a side suplex to Riddle onto the commentary table with a fun spot. I personally just liked um, <laughs> I love Riddle's expressions, honestly, because Riddle was just like he was completely into it. Like you could see that they were actually trying to do it. You know, during the match, you could like you could literally. They always like to do these stupid moments where they like to go backstage and focus on someone that's watching the match. And you see Roman on his chair watching the match while Paul Heyman is like right behind him, like in a creepy stance. And it's like, this man is just so chill. All he needs is a hookah and a fucking bottle of, uh, and like a, a, a cup of, uh, and just enjoy this fucking match. Because this man is literally on top of the world right now. Both titles. Um, This match was like, you know, with all the garbage that they were showing within like most of the first hour, this match was actually pretty fun. It was. Um, I'm liking the momentum that they're giving with Riddle, even though it's most likely that uh, RK Bro are going to lose the tag team belts. This is just to build them up. And the Usos are going to look strong going into the match at Redacted Backlash. So I'm really digging this storyline. I'm hoping um, a lot of things build up with this within the weeks coming up. The match here was just great. I enjoyed this. I I like, you know, Jey Uso's uh, work ethic. I like his ring style and everything else that he does here. I like that he's all like they you could just see that they evolved from the Usos that they were like six years ago where they were just walking in with Naomi, you know, and like they you've seen the change not only in their rest, like they changed in their wrestling <laughs> style a little bit. Um they've toned, they've like defined themselves and they also like like they're doing the right thing for a tag team of their caliber. Some good shit. Um, don't die. 
So now that Riddle has beaten both of the Usos, we could possibly see both of the Usos beating Orton, getting their win back, get their little 50-50 booking going with and shit. Because you got to build this up. You know, you're trying to unify the tag team titles right now, right? So why not make this a huge storyline? Because, like, at this point, you don't have anyone for Reigns right now, technically, for Redacted Backlash. The obvious choice is Nakamura, unless that... For Reigns? Yeah, because after after WrestleMania, Nakamura just showed up. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be the so, end. So why wedding. not? Let me ask you a question. If that's the case, right? Yes, why was Nakamura uh, in the Lumberjack match? I know. You're going to ask that question. He was in the Lumberjack match. But you also have to ask yourself this question. Why did they give Jinder Mahal the championship? All right, so we got the women's tag team champions in the ring. And they're being interviewed by Kayla. Naomi says they're just getting started. And Banks says Naomi, and Naomi has had her back since day one. Banks and Naomi are interrupted by Natalia and Shayna Baszler. What the fuck? So Natalia is doing too many things right now. Boobs. Boobs in NXT. Boobs on Smack. You know, Natalia is about to get even more horny in NXT because she's going to have to do all this horniness taking place because NXT is nothing but horny sex. That's all it is. Just, Just people just making out touching each other at this point nxt 2.0 should just have their own fucking only fans account this is their exclusive content that they're putting out for free on tv i mean the game paid for it technically shit i want wrestling i'm not i'm like i get it you want to get all the 12 year olds to get the fucking tissues and the lotions and all that stuff but I don't need that every week on my fucking wrestling program. I would like to see some wrestling. I don't care about who's who's dating who, who's fucking who, who's kissing who, who's flexible, who's not flexible. I don't give a shit about that. I just want the wrestling. Keep all that horny shit for when you want to make your own OnlyFans account, WWE. Because at this point... You just put out all that shit for free. You're fucking Pornhub. You okay, Ming? <sighs> Mad Cat Mo- Yo, you know what? I really, yo. I can, I'm actually going to agree with you when you said that this this was a who booked this show. Madcap Moss taking on Angel. No Garza. Being accompanied by Humberto. No Carrillo. They kiss a plant, and Madcap Moss wins. After yep. that, Happy Corbin just runs in the ring, attacks Madcap Moss from behind, and, and this motherfucker, this motherfucker takes the Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy with the trophy that he won years ago. He's just taking that shit. 
No, I need. The show is already horrible as it is. We're going on your show later on. I'm going to probably be drunk because of this show. Oh, well. Uh, well, yeah. then we got the yeah, lumberjack. No, you got to talk about what happened backstage before we get to that stupid lumberjack shit. So Sammy Zane went to Roman in a very pussy way. To pretty much no no that, wait is that what happened? I thought there was a there was a a thing with 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 uh RK Bro and Drew when there was like oh if you're cool with me bro then you're cool with Randy and Randy's like you know what Drew I don't care about what happened in the past we're cool and then Sami Zayn acts all creepily then he goes into that's when you talk and then he goes. And talks about it, and they were making fun. They he told Roman that they were making fun of his family, so he told everyone. Well, he told you so. Take his name out of their fucking mouth. So that leads us to our lumberjack match, in which everybody walked around the ring, and then once everyone went into their positions and started the show, guess who came? The Usos. So tell us about the lumberjack match. Oh, this shit was stupid as fuck. And honestly, you know, for stupidity like this, I enjoyed this because it's fun. To, it's it's okay to have a little bit of fun on your main events. Now, all oh, now everything needs to be serious. You know, but when you like to have a little fun, you take two and you. Put too much fun into it, it ruins the illusion quickly. Because if there's one thing that I fucking hate so much, Ivy, tell me, tell me this is logical booking. So um Drew McIntyre is outside of the ring. Oh no, wait. I believe it was Riddle and Arc and Randy Orton, but I believe Drew got involved. The Usos are right there. They're like the, the most infamous gang members in the whole fucking Lumberjacks. Like, all right, all right, we got the green light. We just we just need to find out when we're going to do it at. All right? We got to do it on site. On site. Here we go. One, two, three. Kick. They kick down either Drew or Riddle. They leave. All of a sudden, the Lumberjacks just start fighting. And like, what the fuck? And they all smack down each other. They smack it all down. And this this leaves Sami Zayn with like the perfect opportunity to fucking Please. escape yet again. And Adam Pierce is like, nah, 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 son, nah, nah, nah. We're not doing this shit again. I've I've seen you run away enough, my man. Next week, you gonna be locked in the steel cage. You're fucked. And that's basically how they're going to end the whole Sami Zayn and Drew storyline. And funny how this storyline started was because the first person that walks through that door is who I'm going to beat up. And there's Drew McIntyre. I'm like, you were waiting on cue for that moment to, you know, happen. Just for you to open that door. Like, you were just standing by that door like, oh, man, I can't wait to open this door because he's going to have that look like, oh, man, he shit himself. 
And yeah, that's what SmackDown. Did we get a winner now? Can we match at all? No, because Sammy. Because Sammy's bitch ass ran to the hills. It was a no contest. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah, who booked this shit? Yep. This This was a very, very awful SmackDown. Like, why was the only match? Why was the only match on the card? Riddle and Jey Uso has to be the best match in the card. Everything else was fucking basura. Like, yo, I've never seen so much garbage. Take I mean, I've seen a whole lot of garbage. You ever been to Staten Island? Yep. All right, then. So you know. You'd know. But... You stinky. I know. I've seen so much, so much shit like in wrestling to the point where like I can't it's like I can't sit here and call myself a wrestling critique podcaster and say that this was quite quite possibly one of the worst shows that SmackDown has ever done. Well, oh no, pal, we're gonna get a million views on the ratings and shit. Demographic, huh, pal? Oh, what do you think of Rampage? Uh, 500,000. Ha, 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 ha. We beat those fuckers. That's what Vince McMahon's going to think. Even for a horrible show like this. Yeah, he's right. It's going to gain like a million views in the rating system, especially since it hit the fucking demographic point. Well, AEW is going to hit the demographic more, but still is going to hit like 600,000 to 700,000 views. So in this case... Even if this show was a who booked this shit, WWE still SmackDown apparently will still beat Rampage. Which is so fucking sad. It makes no goddamn sense because AEW puts out some shit that they should be getting more fucking views than what they're getting. Sometimes I feel like that Nielsen family system is bullshit. Jay, you still give it a who booked this shit, Ivy? Fair enough with me. YouTube.com forward slash Ramble Mania Show, where you can stomp a muhole on that subscribe button. Cheer for us by clicking the thumbs up. Every week we put out all the weekly uh, recaps, live reactions for all of you to watch and enjoy. For all of our social media platforms, you can follow us on Facebook.com forward slash Ramble Mania Show. Twitter at Ramble Mania, Instagram at Ramble Mania Show, TikTok at Ramble Mania Show, Twitch.tv forward slash Ramble Mania Show. For all of our social media, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. For all of our audio whoa. platforms, just search Ramble Mania Show on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google, SoundCloud, Anchor. Just search Ramble Mania Show because every week we put out all the audio for all of you to listen to and enjoy. Ivy, let them know where to find you at. 
What's up, world? Your homegirl Ivy. This was an amazing episode of what SmackDown was SmackDown, even though you know it was a who booked this shit, but it's okay, it'll get better, hopefully, maybe not. But you know what? We're like Mets fans, we gotta stick with, with it no matter what. Um, you can find me everywhere at Rawzone NYC or at IMIV.XO underscore. Find every episode of Welcome to the Raw Zone on our streaming platforms. All right, and you can find me on Instagram at iZombies, double I-Z-O-M-B, double I-E-S-Z. All the zombies right yeah. there. Well, I guess we're about to switch over to your platform now. So well, um, some, someone answers. Well, no one hasn't answered, but you know what? We'll we'll improvise. We'll figure something out. I know how to I know how to work this shit out. Nah, we we'll wait till we could get more people because it'll be more effective. But let's close this B out. All right. Well, for Ivy, I am Azel the Eye Zombie. This has been another edition of the Ramble Mini Show. We would like to wish all of you eight point and goodies. Ain't too fucking sweet. Good fight, a goodbye, and a good night. And